Welcome to season three of the Dr. B Show, sponsored by 111 Spa and Aesthetics, Get More Clicks Media, and Transforming Your Way to Success online course, powered by Borja Consulting Group. Welcome to this episode of the Dr. B Show with Erica Priscilla Sandoval. She is the host of the Latinx and Social Work podcast, an author, an entrepreneur, and I've been dying to interview Erica for a long time. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Dr. B Show. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and welcome back. Hi, Dr. B here. Are you struggling to get rid of stubborn fat but don't want to have plastic surgery? 111 Spa and Aesthetics non-invasive slimming massage can help you get the body you always wanted. 111 Spa and Aesthetics can also help you when it comes to cellulite treatments and body contouring massage. 111 Spa and Aesthetics offers a full range of skincare services, including facials, acne, scar treatments, skin tightening, microdermaspiration, and more. 111 Spa and Aesthetics are trained professionals with extensive skincare experience and utilize only the best equipment possible. For more information, please visit their website at www.111aesthetics.com. That's one O N E eleven. L-E-V-E-N Spa Aesthetics.com located at 10 East Munaki Road in Hackensack, New Jersey 07601 and to make an appointment don't miss out 201-520-1777 201-520-1777 Spa and Aesthetics Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. B Show, another edition of the Dr. B Show. I'm your host, Dr. B, season three. I'm here with the lovely Erica Sandoval. Erica, how are you, my friend? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me, Dr. B. Anytime, anytime, anytime. Thank you so much. I'm excited with season three. I'm winding down the the, the tapings and eventually we'll go into post-production and uh, it'll be released in a few weeks, right? Uh, recorded. This is recorded beginning of April of 2022. So let's jump right into it. So tell everyone about yourself. Absolutely. So I am an immigrant Latina who's been in the profession for over a decade. I'm a clinical social worker, one of three social workers in my family. I was the first to graduate from college, the first to get my master's, and the first to start my own business. I'm really proud of being the first, but not the last, because as you, as you know, my two younger sisters are also social workers. So we're in this helping field and supporting our communities um, each way we can. I just recently founded a organization called Sandoval Collab, which is Sandoval Psychotherapy and Consultation. And this uh, great opportunity came to me to really publish a book on Latinx and social work. So I brought about 23 incredible leaders together to share their personal narratives so we can inspire, educate, and bring together the community through our own struggles, especially because as Latinx professionals, we have definitely have gone through a lot of microaggressions and harm in the workplace. And we really wanna be there to support our community and the future and also other Latinx professionals that may be experiencing this and not being able to um, 
describe it or really feeling like, hmm, did that just happen to me? And maybe not find the words. So we're here to share our personal stories and narratives and to inspire and connect our communities. So it's been exciting. That's great. Uh, thank you so much. Let's jump into, I'm going to go a little backwards, right? So let's go on to the Sandoval Collab. How did that come about uh, as far as starting your business? Was it like, was it like me? Like I was, you know, every everyone's story is different, right? For me, I was in a situation where I was working for someone for so long. And then I said, you know what? I think it's time. The doctorate, the degree's there. Uh, I think it's the next evolution, the next step. So how was how did that come about as far as starting your own biz? <laughs> no, absolutely. It's such a great question. In the midst of the pandemic, we experienced a lot of layoffs. And um, I was working for a great organization. And then I was recruited to another nonprofit, uh, was paid very well. So I jumped ship and I you know, things happened. The pandemic happened. And because I was a senior level position and probably the newest one in the team, I knew that my job was not going to be there in the next few months. I just could read, I could read it loud and clear on the walls. And so I started thinking about ways that I can continue to provide for my family and myself, but still doing the things that I love. And I've always been working with clients as a clinician. And I decided, you know what, why don't I just take a leap of faith and um, get my clinical license and really start my own practice, especially because there weren't enough mental health providers for Latinos and, um, and especially ones that speak Spanish. And there was a long wait list. And so I decided to just jump in and start the process. And as you know, starting a business is really hard. Uh, being an entrepreneur is extremely um, exhausting because you're never off. You're constantly doing something. And if you don't know how to do it, you have to find someone that knows how to do it and then make sure you pay them equitably so you build your team. So it was through that very unfortunate moment of knowing that I was being laid off I decided to do something that was really scary and it's been the best thing I've ever done. So I'm grateful for the fact that I was being laid off because I would have never jumped into this entrepreneurship. And I slowly started building my private practice and then I decided to take it to a different level because it was so important to address what the communities were experiencing and it was a lot of harm and we noticed that within the space that we were in a lot of communities were impacted disproportionately compared to others and i noticed that the latinx community was suffering a great deal so i wanted to really bring people together to discuss this and to bring light to it and to also help them unpack and know that they are not alone and they can find a therapist that can speak the language that understands the culture that could really connect with them and really support them in their healing so I love the fact that we started a incredible private practice and with an extension of a consulting firm, which is to really help organizations and universities and corporate companies support the mental health of their teams, their employees and their communities that they're connected to. So now I collaborate with 23 incredible leaders 
And that's why it's called Sandoval Collab, because nothing great can be done alone. Everything should be done in collaboration. Yeah. If it wasn't, that's how my success, I define my success, the collaborations I've had with other folks in order to help with acquiring contracts or agreements or just working together in order to have, help each other prosper, right? So amazing, amazing. You framed that so amazingly, right? So we also mentioned in the green room or, or before we jumped on, right, that you also uh, an author, right, of the Latinx social work. So I know Jackie Camacho Greece very well. She's been in my show as well. So how did that all come about as far as writing um, that book? Oh, it's so exciting to work with Jackie. Yeah. Uh, so in social work, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jackie. She's one of my incredible mentors. Yeah. Um, so in social work school, I was never assigned books written by or centering by Latinx people. So I'm routinely the first Latinx social worker or even social worker of color my clients have ever worked with. And it's lonely and infuriating and exhausting to constantly be aware of race and not have the same be true of white colleagues and professors who overwhelmingly make up their profession. So I found solace with uh, other social workers of color that they validated my experience with racism and microaggressions in the workplace and shared similar sites. And they understood how, how it was so layered into everything we did. And we were finishing each other's sentences and we were talking about the lack of cultural humility in the field. And so I really wanted to bring us together and create an opportunity for us to share a narrative. And so I approached Jackie and this was the first time I ever connected with her and I just pitched her the idea and she said, yes, this would be amazing, go for it. And so she's like, how long will it take for you to bring some authors together? And I said, I don't know, maybe a month or two. And she's like, go for it. And in a month or two, I had 23 incredible authors joining together and sharing their narratives. So I founded Latinx and Social Work Inc. And we recently um, published a second book because we took the first book and we translated it all into Spanish. So we, it can serve a larger community. It can, it can serve our parents and our, our families that may not be speaking in, and reading in English. And we wanted to go global. And most recently, I just came back from Ecuador and my book is in Ecuador now. So this was such an incredible, um, proud moment. And would, so now you have yeah. your entire Central South America now at, at your at your palm your hands, right? So that's great. <laughs> yes. And it would have not been possible without the support from Fig Factor Media and all the incredible contributing authors. So all of this has been done as a collaboration. Do you want to promote your product or services to your target audience but don't know how? Do you struggle with social media marketing and management? Do you have challenges of lead generation for your business online? Well, look no further. Get More Clicks Media helps with SMS, MMS, and email marketing. Also, social media marketing and management, video marketing, lead generation, brand recognition, SEO, e-commerce, and website development. For more information, please visit getmoreclicksmedia.com. That's getmoreclicksmedia.com. That's something I'll collab, right? It's all about, right? right. So uh, there's, I think I got this from our abstract, or I guess on, on, I guess the landing page. So you mentioned this, that, you know, Latinx, largest minority in the U.S., uh, yeah, only 14% are social workers are Latinx. So why do you think that is? And what do you think we could do? I mean, we're not going to solve word peace in this podcast, but what do you think we could do as far as uh, closing that gap? 
So I think that the most important thing is to recognize that there is a gap. And so we're recognizing it. I think there's so many different barriers that Latinx professional face or even students face or individuals that are from Latinx families. And a lot of the barriers are systemic, systemic racism within the system, in schools, in not really believing in yourself and having the confidence to continue and 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 apply for that master's or apply for that bachelor's program or think that you can get into that school. So there's a lot of misleading of the communities because of what we've heard and what we've experienced, which are microaggressions and harm throughout our whole life. And then there's also that um, that barrier of maybe not seeing someone like yourself in spaces of power and spaces that they can do this. So the reason why this was so important to do is because we wanted to bring 23 incredible people together. So anyone that's reading the book, they can see themselves doing it as well. And really knowing that no matter what, there is a bigger community that's supporting them and elevating them and amplifying them. And with proceeds of this book, we donate back to Latino Social Work Coalition and we provide scholarships to students that are in social work schools so we can continue to amplify and elevate students that are becoming social workers that are bilingual, bicultural, and totally understand the communities to better serve the communities. So I think to your point, Dr. B, there's not enough of us out there that are amplifying ourselves to really inspire others. And so we are kind of limiting ourselves with our belief system. And then we also have a lot of structures and layers of barriers within the system. But like yourself and me, you know, we should not be the only ones doing this, right? We're agree, just, the, right? And we're here to continue to bring people in. Exactly. And you know, I have a lot in common as far as you mentioned at the beginning of the interview. Uh, the first in the family, first to that, I'm the same way. First one in my house to get the, uh, the undergrad, first to get the MBA, the only one of the doctorate, I have managed, hopefully not the last as well, right? So you and I are trendsetters or, or from that perspective. So kudos to you. I have one, one or two more questions I know you have to take off. So I know, you, I think you mentioned in that same landing page, right, that, um, Social work racism exists too, right? So a lot of it, most a lot of the executive roles are, or let's face it, right? Let's let's not sugarcoat it. Occupied by white people, right, and underrepresented from a Latinx standpoint, right? So what do you think we could do to help that to close that? I guess to, is that the same same answer or similar answer to what you just gave me, or is there anything else that you left out that you think you could kind of elaborate on that on? So I think that because we have not been able to. Um, to be given space and spaces where we should occupy, we have to create that noise and make that space for us now. So I'm a big, big proponent of training and coaching incredible students and young social workers to ask for raises, to ask for equitable salaries, to really know their worth, to know what their bottom line is, to really understand the language. And if we start speaking that language and supporting each other and not being shy about speaking about money, we're going to be able to enter into these spaces because we do have the incredible skills. It's just that many times these spaces are occupied and dominated by white individuals and they stay there. So what we have to do is we really have to call attention to this and really call people in from organizations, from universities, from um, nonprofit foundations to really 
make sure that they are not just speaking that DEI language where people like to show and throw around, but really doing the work. Like how many people are employed in your organization that represent a specific community and what is their pay compared to others? Like, let's really talk about that. And you know what the number one thing that just happened, which I think is great, is that recently now all salary lines, all salaries are going to be in the job description. So we're not going to be like putting all of our eggs in one basket for this one position. And then it's not even going to meet our needs as a human being to just pay our rent and feed our families. So really trying to make sure that our skills are being recognized. We're amplifying each other. We're not competing against each other. We're united and we're collective and we are supporting each other with all of the tools that we have. And that's what this this movement is about. Sandoval Collab and Latinx and Social Work is about making sure that together we rise and we continue to we continue to stay up there. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, last one, 30 seconds. Can you where could people find your podcast and we, how can people contact you? Absolutely. So you can follow us on Latinx and Social Work on Instagram. We also are on Spotify, Apple, all the Buzzsprout, all the incredible engines that host our podcast. Our podcast is amazing. It's the authors really diving into their chapter and a lot of incredible gems are shared. And our third book will be released in October 2022. So stay on the lookout to learn of who the new authors are incredible people as well. And I just want to give a big shout out to my alma mater, NYU, NYU University School of Social <laughs> Worker, who has been my first partner, our first partner. And we have been really taking over um, the the virtual space and, and, and bringing people in to incredible discussions like holding the weight of whiteness and, and accountability to the Afro-Latinx community and so many incredible topics that we seldom talk about. So definitely follow us and stay connected. And I look forward to continue to collaborate, Dr. B. Thank you, Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Erica Sandoval. Thank you so much for being on my show. Erica Sandoval, everybody. Thank you. Has the pandemic changed the way you prospect today? Do you struggle prospecting for new leads for your business? Do you have challenges and don't have a process when networking at an event, either virtually or online? Well, look no further. Borja Consulting Group's Transforming Your Way to Success online course is a solution. In this eight-week intensive course, you will go from networking novice to networking guru. As a bonus, 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 two coaching sessions with Dr. Jairo Borja himself are now included in the course. Don't miss this amazing opportunity to transform your pipeline, increase quality leads, close more deals, and transform your way to success. For more information, please visit our website, www.borjaconsultinggroup.com. That's www dot borja consulting group dot com i hope you enjoyed this episode of the dr b show with erica priscilla sandoval she was an amazing guest to have and i know we were pressed with time but i hope that the little time that we did have i hope it was worthwhile and i hope you picked up something and learned something and and help you um, with that being said we do have the eight week and the four week transforming your way to success course available at borhaconsultinggroup.com. With that being said, this is Dr. B out. <laughs>